Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Gluck. I'm a motorsports writer for The Athletic. And each week, I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. Up next is Daniel Suarez of Trackhouse Racing. Obviously, somebody who has a great personality and is always exciting to talk to. So let's go ahead and jump right in to this week's interview. All right, everybody. I'm here with Daniel Suarez for another 12 questions. How are you doing today? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Uh, so you must pick one chore or obligation to do every day for a year. Uh, but if you do it the whole year, you never have to do it again for the rest of your life. So what would you like to knock out forever? I would say um, do my bed in the morning. Oh, making your bed? Making my bed, yeah. yeah. I, I struggle to do that. Uh, Julia helps me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I struggle to do that. If it, wasn't, if it wasn't for Julia, probably I wouldn't make the bed, you know, several days. Uh, yeah. Several, several days uh, within, between, you know, within each other, so... So yeah, that's that's the one thing that I would do definitely for a year, and then get, you know, it's make just sure magically it's made after that. Magically yeah. made, yeah. <laughs> Can you describe how you are as a passenger in a street car? Very bad. Oh yeah. Uh, <clears throat> very bad, uh, and everyone says that. <laughs> I have come to realize actually it's true. But yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just back. At, uh, you know, when I'm when I'm on the passenger side, I'm expecting the 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 person that is driving. To react and to do things like if I was driving, and uh, and it doesn't happen like that, <laughs> you know. Julia, Julia does actually. Julia doesn't. She hates that um, because because if she's not going to a gap, I'm telling her, hey, what, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> so uh, another thing is that sometimes I don't have a lot of filter when to say things that I'm that I have in my mind. So you know, if uh, if we're behind a truck and there is a gap to go to a left lane, I. I <laughs> I tell people, hey, do you like the truck or why are you stuck here? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually pretty bad. Okay, all right. Uh, what is an app on your phone that you love using and think more people should know about? WhatsApp. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. The WhatsApp, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty much the, the texting form that we use in Mexico, in Brazil, and Europe. Uh, for some reason here in America, people don't use it a lot. Some people do, but not a lot. And, uh, and honestly, that's probably the app that I use the most. But I don't use it with people here in the U.S. With people here in the U.S. already they do regular texting. Uh, but uh, with my family, friends in Mexico, in Brazil, everywhere around the world, we use WhatsApp. That's so interesting because, like, some of my friends tried to start a group chat on WhatsApp, and I just couldn't keep up because I'm. I don't look at. I don't think yeah. I look at it. Cause I'm, I'm looking at iMessage. I'm, I'm actually. I, I'm the opposite. You know, I I I'm way more into WhatsApp than the than the iMessage, you know, all my, my team and everyone, they do iMessage and, and it's great, it works great, but, uh, but I would say that, you know, uh, 
80% of my groups and my friends from Mexico and everywhere, you know, everything there in, on WhatsApp. Okay. Um, so what do you do to make yourself feel better when you're having a crappy day? You know, um, I would say that there is a couple things that really makes me disconnect from my crappy day. Um, one of those things is training. You know, I love training. I, lo I love exercising. Uh, that really helps me a lot to to disconnect from, um, from, from a bad time, either at the track or off the track. And the other thing that for me is almost like meditation at times is working on, on all cars. You know, I, I, you know, Julia, Julia tells me all the time that, you know, that the, the only time that I can uh, actually get rid of my phone for hours is when I'm either working out or working on my cars. Uh, and I and I enjoy that a lot. You know, times, times, time goes by very quick, and uh, and and for me, that's a good way to to relax, to disconnect a little bit of whatever is happening, and um, and come back a little fresher after that. Okay. So um, I've been asking readers to send me advice questions that they need people uh, to answer, like like a advice column kind of thing. Um, so I'm matching each one up with a different driver. So this one I thought would be good for you. This person says, I'm wanting to buy a classic Volkswagen Beetle, but I'm having trouble convincing my wife that it's worth it. What can I say to her to help her realize that this would be a good purchase? Well, that's a, that's a good question. You know, first of all, I think that uh, the Beetles and the Bosses and the Carmen GS are are the people's car, you know, because these are cars that were made uh, for very affordable prices. And, you know, there is a lot of people that at one point in their lives, they had one, they drove one, they learned, in, they learned to drive in one of those. And, and I feel like th that makes this car just very unique. And if you look to the prices of these cars fr from the last 20 years, they have gone up tremendously. And I feel like they're going to continue to do that. So. Uh, I feel like they're still very affordable cars, but uh, they have uh, increased in value quite a bit in the last several years. Okay, interesting. So it's a, it's an investment. It is. Yeah. It is. My, Julia and my mom, they don't believe that when I'm <laughs> buying all these cars, but uh, that's at least my excuse. <laughs> um, so let's say somebody's learning Spanish or like they're a very amateur Spanish speaker. Like I, I would say myself, like I, I don't know that much Spanish, but sometimes it's tempting when you hear somebody speaking Spanish, you know they can, they're bilingual. I'm like, well, should I, should I start speaking Spanish to them? Should I like try to practice my Spanish with them? Or is that considered like, is that considered rude? Like, oh my gosh, why are you even trying this? Like, you're such a bad speaker. Like, when should people use, if they're not a good Spanish speaker, when should they use Spanish on an actual native speaker? You know, I, I, I really, I can only speak for myself, right? But I, I personally, I, I enjoy a lot when people try to speak in Spanish to me. Even though that 99% of the time is pretty bad, yeah. I enjoy that because people is making an effort. And, and I go back to 10 years ago when I couldn't speak English and I felt like I was exactly the same way. So, you know, I think that uh, that the effort, I think for me at least it means a lot. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, every single weekend, every single weekend I, I have at least 10, 15, 15 fans. Um, uh, it didn't matter if they are 
young kids or adults that they talk to me in Spanish. That they at least try. That they, I, I know that they don't speak Spanish and they try. Like, hey, hola amigo, ¿cómo estás? You know, the, the, the very basic lines. And, and I enjoy that, you know, because they know that that's a good way to connect with me. Yeah. And, uh, and I personally, I, I, you know, I mean, people call me amigo a uh, hundred times every weekend. And, uh, and that's something unique. And I, and I really appreciate that. That is a nice thing, I, I feel like, with the whole, the way that you use Amigo and the Daniels Amigos thing, um, and everybody's, like, I feel like that makes people want to be your Amigo. Like, yeah. it's like it's like this club of people that are, is a friend club where a lot of people, you might not feel that with a driver, you know what I mean? You might yeah. not feel that connection. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, and listen, I'm regardless if you speak Spanish or not, you know what Amigo means. And, uh, and you know, I feel that obviously very very lucky that, uh, that a lot of people call me that way and I, I regardless of the mood I am when they say hey amigo I, it makes me smile you know it makes me smile because not just because it's my language but also because they are they're, they're not saying that to, to any other driver just myself so that's I feel like that's pretty unique yeah that's cool um, so this is a wild card question I'm, I'm just changing up for each person as well um, you got engaged last year so obviously there's some wedding planning involved with that. How, how involved have you wanted to be in wedding planning? Um, and what, like what percent? I would say probably from a hundred percent, probably 20%. Okay. Uh, 20% just because I would love to have an input in the, in the place, the feeling of the place, you know, like I, I love, I love the, I love plants a lot. I love the woods a lot. I love the beach a lot, but I love even the woods even more, you know, and I would love to, to have an input when it comes to that kind of stuff. But when it comes to the size of the wedding and um, the time of the wedding and the amount of people, I don't really care. I mean, that's, that's Julia's department. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes total sense. Uh, in your career, what is the deal that came closest to happening that ended up not working out? I don't even know if I can if I can talk about that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, there there were there was especially one that uh, that comes to my mind that that nobody knows, uh, but it was very very close to happening. I would say weeks of happening, and uh, and then uh, and then Carl Car Edward retired, and that changed everything. But uh, but uh, well, yeah, you know. There is one thing that I will have to just keep with me, but uh, uh, it happened. It happened a while back, but still, like I feel like I'm the kind of guy that uh, I just prefer to keep those things to myself. But, but yeah, that, that is definitely one that that uh, that it was. It was gonna change a lot of things, and uh, and then you know one little decision changed the whole picture of everything. Okay, I'll I'll make a note to myself to see if you can talk about it in like ten years from now. Yeah, I'll, maybe I'll maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe after I win a championship or two, I will, I'll tell you, I, okay. I will tell you about it. Sounds good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, who is someone you'd be starstruck by when meeting them? 
Uh, you know, I love soccer. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not. I'm not the kind of guy that I follow soccer like every single time. But I love soccer, and I, and and I'm a big fan of uh, of uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh yeah. You know, and and I feel like he will be probably one of the only guys, along with Lionel Messi, uh, that I would be like, holy shit, this is yeah. this is the guy I've been watching for 15 years. So, so yeah. Uh, when it comes to Formula One drivers and drivers from everywhere, you know, I was, I was pretty stoked, honestly, when I met Julius Dad the very first time, already because he's uh, he's a legend of the sport. Uh, but uh, uh, but I don't know why. But you know, since I've been following Cristiano for a very very long time, and he comes from a very humble family, and I know a lot of, of his background, I feel like I would be pretty shocked uh, if one day I get to meet him. Yeah. Plus, he has like a big. Or uh, like you just feel like wow, like yeah, that's star power right there, you know. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is the single most important skill a race car driver can possess? I, I would say I would say to 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 work well under pressure. Mm. I feel like I feel like that's extremely important because in racing, you know, I remember having pressure since I'm 13, 14 years old. So I feel like you have to really develop that skill to be able to perform well under pressure. Uh, you can be super talented. You can be the best race car driver in the world. But if you, if you, if you get freeze on the pressure, you won't be able to 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 get things done in 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 big scenarios. You know, like winning a championship, like qualifying. You know, like we have pressure every single weekend. People don't even think about it. So, you know, talent obviously, speed is very important. But be able to have the situation under control. I think that is even more important. That's really interesting because, like, when I play like mini golf with my friends, I'm really good up until the pressure moment, and then I choke every <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly, you know, that that tells you, and and really, there is nothing difference between the when that pressure moment comes and before. Like, your swing should be exactly the same, but the mental aspect, you know, the mind is so powerful, and it can change things to a positive thing, to a positive way, or to a negative way in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what life lessons from a young age stick with you and affect your daily decisions as an adult? For me, you know, I was in a position where my family really had to sacrifice a lot for me to have an opportunity. You know, I, I came from a very humble family and, and we didn't have a lot growing up. Um, so, you know, for me, when I was growing up and I was trying to make it into racing, I always promised to myself that that I was gonna make the most out of it. You know, just just because I was able to see all the sacrifices that my family was doing. And I used that as fuel for myself to continue to push forward. And, you know, as I got older and as, as I, I was able to make it into, into the national series, winning championships and get to a cup series, I feel like that still applies today. You know, like we have, we have adversity every single weekend. We have, pressure moments every single weekend we have good moments bad moments and it's still today that you know thanks god my family is not struggling financially anymore but it's still today i remember those days and it still works as fuel to myself to continue to push uh very hard wow that's awesome that's great um so each week i ask a driver to give me a question for the next person the last one i did was carson hosevar and he's talking about like you know the, the language barrier you ha you had to overcome when you first came to NASCAR um, in the early days. Uh, he says, "What 
was the funniest or most interesting story you recall because of the language barrier that you were dealing with? Yeah, you know, the I would say that the funniest thing that that I had was I was so nervous. <laughs> I was so nervous of doing well in races in the KNN series at the time, the 2011 or 12. I was so nervous of doing well because they were going to interview me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they were going to interview me. And I remember one of my mechanics, I told that to my mechanics, man, you know, I want to do well, but I, I, I hate to, I hate when people come to interview me because I have no idea what to say. I don't know. And, and, I, and I, you know, I have no idea. Like I look like a dummy. And I remember that that mechanic, he's a great friend of mine today. He's still actually around the, the, the sport. He works actually at store has racing as a, uh, shop mechanic and uh, and I remember that that day every time that I was going to a shop this mechanic his name is Wally uh, he was grabbing a tool every time I was showing up and he was coming to me as, as doing an interview like hey Daniel what do you think of the race man? you did very good can you give me your thoughts and and honestly that helped me a lot you know wow. this guy really helped me a lot to practice my interviews and, and I thought it was something very funny something very natural that he started doing with me and he actually helped me you know, uh, I remember him. Whatever he had in his hand, it can be a hammer or a wrench or a screwdriver. Daniel, Daniel, talk to me. What do you think about the race? You did very good. Like he was saying those things, and and uh, and he helped. Wow, that's really cool. That's a good friend right there. That's yeah. good. That's good. Um, so I kind of apologize for this because I did not. I promise a hundred percent. Swear on my life, I did not think about this until this morning when I was walking over here. But the next interview is with Christopher Bell, who, as we're <laughs> sitting here, we just. Uh, the people hearing this won't hear this uh, this week, but uh, you just had a run-in with him, so I don't know how you want to phrase this. But uh, do you have do you have a question I might be able to ask him? I don't. I don't even know what kind of question I can ask him. I know. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would like to. Uh, I feel like Christopher has done a good job uh, in road course racing in the last few years. Obviously, his background is not road course racing. You know, what, what he will give his credit to, to be able to be uh, a good road course driver, you know. Uh, you see most of the road course drivers that are being successful at, or that are strong in the weekly basis, they have some sort of uh, road course background, right? And, and then you see a few drivers here and there that, that are strong as well, you know, Larson, Chase Elliott. Uh, I, I think Bell is actually pretty good. He has won a couple of them. But if I see his background, I wouldn't expect that, you know, uh, from dirt. So what he will give his credit uh, uh, for being uh, a good uh, road driver. Okay, cool. Well, I appreciate that. That was a great question and great interview as well. So thank you very much. Thank you, buddy. All right, everybody, there you have it. Your amigo, Daniel Suarez, on the 12 Questions podcast. And I appreciate him also for not uh, being like, man, what the heck? putting me in this awkward position with the Christopher Bell question, but he, he handled that one pretty well. And so we'll ask that one to Christopher next week. And also, you know, it just can't be said enough that I just cannot imagine coming to a country where you don't know the language, learning it, and then being able to do interviews in that language. I mean, it's one thing to be able to speak just enough to get by and, and in daily life, but to to speak in interviews. I mean, that's, that's hard for native speakers, let alone uh, people who are bilingual. So I'm always just impressed with uh, the ability for people to do that. Like Daniel is able to do so well. Anyway, only two more 12 questions interviews left this season. 
Christopher Bell, and then we will end with Landon Castle as always. So hopefully you've enjoyed this year and I'm still figuring out what to do for next year's questions. Uh, Maybe a little format change. Uh, You know, we'll we'll see what to do there. But um, any feedback would be welcome on that. You can um, shoot me a message on X at Jeff underscore Gluck and uh, we can we can chat about it there anyway thanks as always for listening and i will talk to you next time on the 12 questions podcast